It's time for a new evolution in raising golfers, one that doesn't involve headaches, tears, or heading down the path of unknown. Whether you're trying to introduce children to the game of golf, help them play competitively, or play at a collegiate level, you're in the right place. This show is for any parent, player, or coach who wants to build a better team at home and on the golf course. This is the Raising Golfers Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Raising Golfers Podcast. I'm your host, Travis Hauser, PGA professional here in Carlsbad, California. We just had our first nine-hole challenge for our full semester of Operation 36, and we had 11 players pass their divisions, which means they shot a score of 36 or lower from the division or yardage that they're playing from, and everybody starts close to the hole. It was such a wonderful experience, and it was just really, really cool to see so many families out there enjoying themselves, and just the feedback that I get after every single nine-hole challenge is so positive, and it's so encouraging for the students and for the families, and I just love everything about it. Now, today what we're going to talk about with this title is Comparison is the Thief of Joy. Comparisons are ingrained in human nature. We do it every single day in our own lives. Trust me, I'm guilty of it too. We do it at work, we do it at the store, in a restaurant, or just scrolling through social media at the end of the day. Now, personally, I don't think golf is short of that in any manner. So if you're a coach, parent, or player listening, you can all take something away from this episode. Specifically, I would say, you know, as a parent or really anyone involved in the junior golfers development, which could be coaches as well, we really, really, really want to see them succeed. However, the process and the development of a junior golfer is a very delicate art, and there's just so many things that go into it. And of course, it's a wonderful experience, but we have to be careful of a few things. So today I'm going to talk mostly about just comparisons and see if I can help you so that you can be a little bit more encouraging for yourself, whether you're a player or for a parent or coach who's involved with junior golfers. So what are the things that we're comparing? So you can compare your golf swing, distance, the ball flight, your scores, the difference between a casual round to a tournament round, um, how, how players focus, the size of the players, or just really what I think it comes down to a lot is just comparing one player to another, comparing yourself to another player. Now, if I go back to the golf swing, just to bring back a sense of reality. Now, of course, you want to have an efficient swing that can then allow you to get the golf ball to go your intended distance and get it close to the hole. But put this in perspective. First of all, junior golfers, they are growing at a much faster rate than us adults are. And because of that, their swings are going to change over time. On top of that, what their swing looks like today has no direct relationship necessarily on what their swing is going to look like in the future. And if you think about some of the tour professionals that are out there and you look at their golf swings, there's so many different golf swings on the tour. Now, If you think a guy like Jim Furyk was comparing his swing to others growing up, probably wouldn't have made the PGA Tour. Same thing would go with guys like John Rahm, Tony Finau, Justin Thomas, Jordan Spieth. All of them have these little unique things in their golf swings that aren't the same as one another. So why is it that we're constantly comparing our junior golfers' swings to other players? I'm not sure. And I don't know if it's something that you have to worry about either. And I think 
really, if you think about just those examples I just gave you, you know, you might start understanding that golf is much more than just the swing. And there's a lot more things that are involved in golf than just the swing. And I think we really have to focus a lot on what the junior golfer's strengths are. And I think that's going to go a long ways. Now, another thing that's quite interesting and, you know, it comes up with comparisons is, you know, when I coach golf, if I'm doing anything related to video work, and that would be in a one-on-one lesson, you know, there's a difference between comparing to somebody else versus analyzing. And I think analyzing somebody else's movements or patterns is a lot different than comparing them. And I would think you don't want to get that confused. So I think analyzing another player's swing, I think it's a much more positive tone of voice and talk when talking about maybe some type of change you might want to make in a golf golfer's swing. But just be careful. Let's try not to compare them. Now, some of the other things, distance, just stop. You know, the player's going to grow. If they continue to like the game, their swing over time is going to learn and develop to be more efficient. They can get stronger. Long-term down the road, they may get their distance. I got two of my best buddies. They didn't really grow as tall and big as some of my other friends and myself's. And growing up playing on the golf team together, they couldn't hit the ball nearly as far as me and some other buddies. One of them in particular, he hits the ball 20 yards past us off the tee and is generally two clubs more than we are now today. And that was the case too for him as he came into the end of his high school years. So again, there's a lot of things that changed. No reason to compare that. Ball flight. You know, there's not much to talk about this. That can change as well. Just because a player's hitting a slice today doesn't mean that's what they're going to be doing forever. And it doesn't mean it's something you have to race and and try to change immediately. You know, let's let the player make the decision of what they actually want to do and give us some very solid reasons why they might want to change their ball flight. And then we might need to look into it. But certainly let's not go after changing their ball flight or things like that too quickly, especially if the junior golfer isn't even really interested in doing that. And again, just because another player is hitting a draw doesn't mean that your player has to hit a draw. There's nothing wrong with a fade. Now, scores. You know, this is a tough one because with my Operation 36 program, you can see the scores of other players in nine-hole challenges. The beauty of Operation 36, though, is that what the program stresses and what I'm stressing as well to the players is that you're not playing against the other players. You're just playing against the course. It's you versus the golf course. And, you know, I think within the scores, whether their scores are brilliant today or whether they're not, I don't think that matters again. I think there can be a lot of change that can happen very quickly in a junior golfer's scores. If their interest level is high, they have that burning desire to want to get better, then the scores will come down. But again, I don't think it's anything that we have to compare and say, you know, so-and-so is shooting these scores now and they're the same age as you, so you should as well. I don't think that's necessarily the best approach to have because there's so many factors that go into it. And a story that I've mentioned a few times on the podcast, when I was 14 years old entering high school, my nine-hole scores, if I could shoot on a good day, I might shoot a score of 45. 45. Bad day? I could shoot in the high 50s. I even had, I remember around in the low 60s in my freshman year for nine holes. Yes, 
not good. By the end of my sophomore year, I could shoot under par. Now, I had a burning desire. I practiced, I played all the time. I even worked at a golf course. So I was picking up the range balls and washing the golf carts. I had that much burning desire. And in just a year's time, big, big changes came. But that's because I wanted them to, and I just loved everything about the game. So, again, it is no reason to compare your players' scores to anybody else's. Now, here's one I'm going to kind of skip to, which is, you know, how junior golfers focus. You know, I hear this a lot, and I hear this a lot saying, you know, so-and-so didn't focus out on the golf course today, and, you know, that's why they didn't do well. And, you know, I get it, but I think how children are and what focus really means is completely different than us adults and how we focus. Sometimes it's not, but a lot of times it is. And, you know, an example, last week I took my oldest son to his first swimming classes. And the very first day we went to the swimming class, my son did not want to get in the water. And I didn't pressure him to get into the water. And at first, my instinct was, oh, geez, look at all the other kids. They get in the water with a big smile on their face. But then, really, I started telling myself, I said, you know what? Maybe these other children have gone through the same, you know, developmental changes that my son's going through now, but maybe they went through that six months ago. There's no difference. Just have to be patient. We watched the first class. Second class, two days later, My son was in the water, loved every minute about it. So you don't know when that focus is going to change. We don't know, you know, exactly, I think, as adults, we don't know what focus really actually means to children. And I think just telling the focus and comparing their focus versus another player who seems like they're very focused just isn't the right thing to do. There's no reason to do it. There's plenty of time. I mean, look, my mom told me to read books my whole childhood, and I couldn't stand reading books. Now, I've got a huge library of books. I already have a long list of books that I still want to read. I can't get enough of reading now. So, you know, look at that example myself. My focus in, in just education and educating myself and reading, it completely changed. And, you know, again, my mom, she really wanted me to read these books, but I just wasn't doing it at that time. But then time and place came along, and here I am, reading a bunch of books. So... You know, comparisons are just, it's a really, really tough thing. And it, it's tough as a player to see maybe your buddies succeeding more than you are or succeeding faster than you are. I get it. I was there. I saw it when I was going through all the sports I was playing as a child. But what you have to be able to tell yourself is, is that you have to stay patient. And you've got to trust the process. And just because you may not be Performing as well as somebody else today does not mean that you won't outperform them in the future. And rather than comparing ourselves or whether it's our junior golfers, we need to celebrate our strengths. We need to celebrate the positives. Those are the things that we need to be focusing on more than what everybody around us is doing. And I think if we can do that, it'll help give, whether it's ourselves as players or junior golfers, a sense of real pride and their own identity in the sport. And, you know, it's just really cool to see the community that we have here at my junior golf program. And people know people already for different things. And, you know, a lot of it is just their personalities. 
And a lot of it is just the fun things that people bring out, not so much just their results in golf. So let's have a lot of positive reinforcement for junior golfers. Let's stay positive as players. And really, I want you to focus on all the things that you're doing well, because I'm sure you're doing so many great things. And I'm sure that you and your junior golfers, whether you're a coach or players involved in the player, are doing so many good things. You need to be focused on those things and those things alone. There's so many changes that are gonna happen along the way. I hope that you can all keep your head down and try, if you can, our human nature and not compare ourselves or our players to anything or anybody else. I appreciate you tuning in this week. This is a topic that myself as a parent and a coach, I think about constantly and I reflect on and I hope you do as well. would love to hear your feedback and look forward to having you here back on the podcast next week. Thanks so much.